We hit South Beach, but we also go off the beaten path for some food and fun you have to try. Then we go to Maui for the sweet smell of success and relaxation in lavender. In Vegas, you eat like you're part of the Rat Pack with Frank, Dino, and Sammy. And we think playing with professional golfers is so beneficial, but it might be even more so if you tee it up with the gals. Cheers, Cheers. everyone, and welcome. We are coming to you from Miami, and we're near the always hopping and very popular South Beach. That's right, doing it South Beach style this time. And as usual, we found some hidden gems that are off the beaten path. Sure, South Beach isn't off the beaten path. It is home to some of the world's most beautiful and wealthy people. But there are some gems that are not in plain sight. Our tour guide was Kelly Edge, a longtime friend and a celebrity and TV interior designer, now a Miami resident. She took us to the Betsy Hotel and its back hallways. Check out these exclusive and candid photos of the Beatles and the Rolling Stones back in the 1960s, just as they were making musical history. Now, the former owner catered to both musical groups, became friends, and owned these great photos only to have his son find them years after he had died. And now, you can enjoy them here. And the Betsy is more than just the 1960s. You'll feel like you're in the 1920s when Capone and Meyer Lansky ran this place. They have built a speakeasy that you can rent out for private events. Check out the optical illusion from the ceiling. <laughs> and the Betsy, well, they have great drinks too. One of them pays homage to a Florida regular, Ernest Hemingway. Fresh grapefruit juice. Mm -hmm. There's maraschino liqueur. Um, there's Clement white rum. Um, I put a dash of like fresh lime juice and a dash of simple syrup. What, what gives it its distinctiveness? The maraschino liqueur exactly. and the fresh grapefruit This was everyone's fave. Its flavors were so distinct, we could see why Hemingway loved it. And as he would say, you'll want to have and have another. That's right. The sweetness of the maraschino liqueur combined with fresh and tart grapefruit were a perfect combo. What a smash hit. Next, Kelly brought us back to the film Cocktail when she introduced us to Steven. This guy is the hottest bartender on South Beach. Tom Cruise would be crying in his beer over this. You have to go see Stephen when you're in South Beach. He will treat you like a VIP. He works noon to nine every Saturday. Next, Kelly had a fabulous culinary surprise for us at a gas station. 
Yep, trust us, you want to fill up here. And we did. So it starts like any gas station on US 1. And then, your first clue are these amazing empanadas and cubana sandwiches, plus delicious baked goods. Then you encounter a boutique wine shop with an exotic array of every type of wine you'd expect in a wine store, not a gas station. There was everything from Wagner family wines like Mersolet to Orange Swift wines like Palermo. So we're talking legit wine shop here. And then you'll sit down for some excellent Spanish-style tapas and bites to eat. If the secret hiding place in a gas station isn't one of the coolest things you'll ever see, the food will win you over. This is called garbanzo fritos, very delicious fried chickpeas, stewed in a serrano ham and ceriche reduction sauce. And here was chorizo sausage and mushrooms seasoned with garlic and oregano and sautéed in a red wine demi-glace reduction. These bacon-wrapped sweet dates are stuffed with Spanish ceriche, wrapped in smoked bacon and fried to perfection. Need we say more? We tried these three wines with our meal, Mersolet Chardonnay, because yes, they have it by the glass. This Nielsen Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand, which was crisp with herby green notes. And this Vino Alberti Rioja was earthy, rich, and bright, made from 100% Tempranillo grapes. They all went fantastically with our food. So don't miss El Carajo when you're in Miami. You will have a culinary experience to remember and the best filling up story to amuse your friends. We also did some touring of one of the classic hotels in Miami, the Fontainebleau. Although loaded with modern amenities, the Fontainebleau harkens back to the days that Frank and the Rat Pack wandered these halls. And next door, we decided to chill at Nobu Eden Rock. How about these rooms in the view of the ocean? You can hang by the pool or hit the beach. We chatted with Danielle Finnegan, the director of public relations there, and she says it's a hotel within a hotel concept. The original structure was built in 1956 by architect Morris Lapidus, and they added a second tower. That was the introduction of a new hotel brand based on the famous Nobu restaurant. Actor Robert De Niro, who has been a principal with Nobu restaurants, was very involved in the new hotel brand as well. Now this is the flagship Nobu Hotel out of only three in the world, and of course, Chef Nobu Matsuhisa brings the latest trends in Japanese fusion with inventive dishes and bold cocktails. And it makes sense because the only thing you really want to do here is eat. And we did. We took in the Sunday brunch and we felt like we didn't need to eat again for seven more days. <laughs> the brunch is extensive to say the least, filled with an unbelievable assortment of everything you could possibly desire. First, it features the Nobu Triple S Bar with sushi, sashimi, and salad, plus the first ever Nobu-style Yamucha carts, delivering a revolving selection of delicious dishes direct to your table. And this personally crafted tableside service spoils you rotten with flavors and service. We started with two of the cocktails, Miss Pims with Pims Strawberry Lemon Cucumber Bitters and Lemon Soda, and the Japanese Bloody Mary with Nobu 28 Reserved Sake, Tomato, Ginger, and Wasabi. And wow, both of those were fabulous. The Pims was fruity and a little bitter in a good way, and that Bloody Mary knocks your socks off with spice and flavor. 
Oh boy. And then next came the plethora of tableside dishes. Just a few of our favorites were the Japanese mushroom mix sauteed in a bao bun with Parmesan on top. Oh, talk about addictive. Yes, and this roasted veal rib with Aji Matsuhisa sauce was luscious and flavorful. Of course, we couldn't turn down these chicken wings with two sauces. The tastes are different from what you're used to, but very satisfying. The same was true for these gyoza, another can't-say-no item. And they had butter ponzu with eel sauce. Talk about yummy goodness. Oh, yes. And the dessert bar will also delight in so many ways. You'll have a hard time choosing. Luckily, it's unlimited, so you don't have to. So we opted for the Bananas Foster tableside because who can resist Bananas Foster? And this delivered on all counts and then so. They also have unlimited sparkling wine available, along with cooked-to-order entrees that you can order as part of the entire brunch menu. A visit to Nobu for brunch is a culinary decadence not to be missed. Plan on staying all day. And the menu changes every few weeks, so yours may be a little different when you go. Miami and South Beach are a satisfying and rejuvenating mix of great sights, sounds, and fabulous food. And special thanks to Kelly Ed. She was a ton of fun, wasn't she? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and also to the Nobu Eden Rock Hotel. Had a great time here as well. And again, if you're interested in coming down to South Beach or Miami or anywhere in Florida, just check out jetsetterdeals.com. And when we come back, we take you clear across the Pacific and halfway around the other side of the world to the sweet smell of lavender. Welcome back. Now, as we know, Maui is one of those treasures that just keeps on giving and giving with so much stuff to do that's incredibly unique. And we found a great stop, a lavender farm. We know what you're thinking, a lavender farm? But trust us, this is a must when you hit Maui. It's a journey for the senses. Take a look at these views from high atop Maui, about 4,000 feet in elevation. This part of Maui is known as the upcountry. It's filled with farms and lush botanical gardens. The volcanic soil here is what makes the Maui onion so sweet. Hmm, and I thought it was the Mai Tais. <laughs> that too. It also helps that Maui is the center of the farm-to-table process that really is the foundation for the Hawaii regional cuisine on all the islands. And a big part of it is the Ali'i Kula Lavender Farm. This is a place that is magical and calming for your spirit. Your heart rate slows a bit and you'll breathe a bit deeper. And why not? You are surrounded by lavender plants. Lavender is an essential oil known to relieve tension and pain while helping blood circulation and respiratory problems. The fresh aroma can make you feel like it is washing you clean, which is what lavender means in Latin. And there is a whole lot of cleansing happening here. There are 55,000 plants on more than 13 acres. There are other plants here too, but lavender permeates the whole place. The staff here is very knowledgeable and loaded with tips about the land and how they grow lavender. They also talk about the many uses for lavender, and some of them even surprised us. And that is because lavender is not native to Maui, but it has acclimated well to the cool, dry climate in the mountains. 
The lavender was given to the artist and master gardener Ali'i Chang in 2001, who saw that the plant was a true work of art. Little did he realize how much of the canvas lavender would occupy. Ali'i died in 2011, but his farm is a beautiful tribute to his memory. Ironically, he planted the lavender without realizing its potential. The plant he received as a gift is just kind of going off and blooming. You know, so he was actually more interested by how well it grew, despite neglecting the property, but wasn't too impressed by how it looked. And you can admit, compared to tropical flowers, they must seem relatively dull, right? Greenish gray bush, only one color. <laughs> so he didn't know uh, the commercial value of lavender. But in 1999, serendipity hit again, and lavender ended up being named Herb of the Year. So all these articles started coming out about different uses for them, bath and body products, culinary stuff. The lavender farm also ties into the new Hawaii, catering to the island's emphasis on sustainable stewardship. The farm offers a lot of education about the aloha spirit and Hawaiians' relationship to the land. They also produce numerous products, lavender creams and aromatic oils. And they also create their famous lavender scones with lavender honey. Both of these were delicious. Despite one of us being on a gluten-free diet, you tried it. Yes, I did, and with no regrets. And I gotta tell you, I was surprised how great that scone and, and the honey tasted. Oh my God, it was so good. And then when we come back, we will take you to eat like the Rat Pack. Vegas is loaded with great restaurants and we've taken you to many of them and many celebrity chefs, some of the top chefs in the world, have set up shop there. And of course, you want to enjoy the food, but you'd like to have the atmosphere. And we found a place where you can actually go and eat like your old Blue Eyes, Dino, or Sammy. <laughs> a classic and quintessential steakhouse, Vic and Anthony's, will take you back to the days of the Rat Pack where you only live once, and if you do it right, once is enough. Back to a time when Frank, Dean, and Sammy were swinging and hanging at the Golden Nugget where Vic and Anthony's is located. Next time you're in Vegas, make a trip here to soak in some world-class steak and fresh seafood. From start to finish, Vic and Anthony's delivers on all cylinders of coolness. The surroundings are sophisticated and elegant while still maintaining an intimate setting. This roasted bacon was pepper-crusted with a bourbon barrel maple syrup and root beer glaze. It was a thick slab of smoky goodness. Probably the hit of the night for appetizers, baby. And then the lobster bisque is sumptuous and silky. It had thick chunks of lobster and is finished with cognac. Now on to why you came here. Thick, juicy cuts of aged beef and fresh lobster tails. The kings of swing would approve. The odds are all in your favor with this array of choices from bone-in ribeyes and fillets to dry-aged cuts without the bone. This was a chef's special the night we went. Six ounce filet mignon with fresh lobster tail. Can you dig it? Oh yeah, the filet was perfectly cooked with a nice crust on the outside and the juicy lobster tail had a sweet chili glaze on the top. A smooth combo of surf and turf and the chili glaze added the right amount of heat, spice and sweetness to complement the succulent lobster. 
Another gas cut is the dry-aged ribeye, and this award-winning steakhouse uses only USDA prime Midwest grain-fed beef. Accompaniments include these fresh spring asparagus, creamed corn, and creamed spinach. We also had Brussels sprouts and the side dish smash, potatoes au gratin, which were creamy, velvet, and flavorful. Ring-a-ding, baby! Along with the perfectly crafted menu, they have an extensive wine list. And the service from our waiter, Dennis, was impeccable. You won't want to cash out of this joint anytime soon. Vic and Anthony's at the Golden Nugget in downtown Vegas. So take that cool trip down memory lane to the Rat Pack days, baby. Dinner is served daily from 5 to 11. Now, if you think about it, really, modern-day Vegas was built on the foundation of those guys, and so it makes it even more delicious toasting to them. No doubt about that. Now, one of the things, too, is I actually got a chance to interview Sammy Davis Jr. a few times. He was a nice guy, a cool cat, as they would say, and I know how much Vegas loves him, and I know how Vegas loves them. In fact, the three of them have passed away, and when they died, the lights on the strip were dimmed for each of them. Wow, what a great tribute. Very, very fitting and very touching too. So, we also like to always be around the pros. And there are a certain group of golf pros that we would suggest you get a chance to play with. That's coming up. Of course, um, you know, everybody likes to really watch the PGA. They probably watch it more than the LPGA. Yeah, but as you found out, getting to play with the ladies is a lot more beneficial. Being on TV has allowed me to play with some great golf pros. That's me with Fuzzy Zeller at his celebrity golf event. He's a great guy who loves to entertain. And I also got an impromptu lesson from Chip Beck, Mr. 59. Now, being around these guys is fun and certainly has helped my game over the years. But I have noticed, and some celeb golfers have confirmed this as well, we get a little bit more when we play with the LPGA golfers. Now, I recently played with the LPGA's Amy Anderson at Kiwi Vineyards in Sunset, South Carolina, and she agreed that amateur golfers, especially the guys, can learn a lot from the pro gals. Yeah, I definitely think there's a lot to compare it to. I think, first off, we hit at a very similar distance to a lot of the um, male amateurs that we'll, we'll end up playing with, so it's very easy to compare our style of play, whereas the guys will take it and bomb it out there 350 yards, and a lot of people just can't relate to that. So I definitely agree that there's a lot to learn from watching the LPGA. How about the short game, too? Yeah, I mean, when it comes down to it, whether it's the men or the women, the best in the world have phenomenal short games. And, um, you know, it's an even playing field there because it's not about how, how much you can muscle it. It's all about finesse and touch. The women have phenomenal short games. And you guys think yourself around a lot more courses. Like you were saying earlier, you don't have a 250-yard par 3. Right. So you guys really have to think yourselves around courses that, that, that are tricky. Yeah, no, there's no question. You know, a lot of the times when um, when you're faced with a difficult shot, a lot of times you're thinking about where do you want your next shot to be played from rather than, you know, just aiming at the pin all the time. And so there is a lot of strategy that goes into it. Hmm. Doesn't hurt for guys to get to look at pretty women like you either. <laughs> that doesn't hurt either. <laughs> and these gals know how to make a round of golf fun for your group. So if an LPGA event comes to your town, look for the Pro-Am event and see if you can get out there and enjoy these pro golfers. 
And a special thanks to Amy Anderson. And she is like so many of the other gals on the tour. When they're with the fans, they try to make it a really great experience. And she did a great job. Oh, yeah. While also helping you with your game. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, if you'd like to go on a cool trip or something for business or anywhere for that matter, just visit JetsetterDeals.com. They will help you with everything that you need to get you on your way. Travel, golf, food, whatever you need. Don't worry about Wine it. Wine, too. Absolutely. Cheers. Cheers. You loved our Colcannon recipe that we gave you for St. Patrick's Day. So now we have an even easier recipe. We call it the Deconstructed Colcannon. It's easier, takes less time, and dare we say is a tad bit healthier too. Of course, it's great as a summer side dish when grilling. But we think it would make an amazing holiday accompaniment too. The colors are so vibrant and will bring some bright holiday cheer to your table. Plus, it's easy to make. You can do it a day ahead and even use frozen Brussels sprouts. Check it out. Start by boiling your potatoes with salt for about 15 minutes. During the last three minutes, add in the red onion slices. Next, saute the shallots and garlic and olive oil for about five minutes. Make sure you start off with a very large pan as everything will end up in here. Then add the fresh thyme to toast for another few minutes. Season with salt and pepper, add the apple cider vinegar, and stir to mix well. Using a spider or sieve, scoop the potatoes and red onions out of the hot water and into the shallot mixture. It's okay if some of the potato water gets in there as well. In fact, you want to reserve about a cup of potato water in case you need to add a bit more liquid later. Heat the Brussels sprouts in the microwave for about one minute and add into the pan. Toss everything together for at least one minute, then add a final salt and pepper dusting to taste. We recommend serving this dish at room temperature, so take it out a couple of hours before you plan to enjoy. And include it as one of your sides at your Thanksgiving feast or any upcoming holiday celebration. Stay safe and cherish the ones you love. Cheers! We are here in Rome and we're on the Spanish Steps. And this is one of the iconic places in Rome. And if you have any sense of British romantic poetry, this is also a place you need to come. That's right, because one of our personal favorites, John Keats' house, is right next door to the Spanish Steps. And when you're here, you've got to go visit it. Not only that, but the food around here is absolutely amazing. It's the type of place around here that you don't literally recommend a specific restaurant. You recommend them all because it's Rome, it's Italy. Yeah, exactly. You can literally go down the street, restaurant next to restaurant next to restaurant. They're all next door to each other and they are all amazing. You could stay here for months and months, go to a different one each night and have amazing food and never have to eat the same one twice. Make sure you bring your walking shoes because you're going to have to walk an awful lot. Well, and it's good because you want to walk off all that food that you're going to be eating, which is amazing. You need to try all the different house wines because that's what we recommend as a secret to 
tasting the best wine in the region. Yeah, different from America. In America, the house wine is usually the cheapest and not the best wine. Here, it's usually the best wine. That's how they have it. And the other thing is, is you really got to try a lot of Italian wines because sometimes the Italian wines we get in the United States, they've been imported, they've taken time to be over there. There's a different taste in a lot of the Italian wines, reds and whites, when you have them over here. Oh, absolutely. Just to name two, Sangiovese, so good here. It's like perfect, refreshing, light, but well-flavored, dynamic, full-bodied, a combination of things that when you have it in the United States, doesn't taste that way, or for that matter, anywhere else in the world, doesn't taste the same as when you're in Rome. Another reason to come to Rome, and there's a regional wine in Rome that we share with you in some of our episodes that you are going to be blown away by, and you've never heard of it anywhere else in the world. And you can only get it when you come here. So make sure you put Rome and Italy on your list because this is a place most people have to go. It's, it's really a bucket list. Oh, totally. Total bucket list. So many things to do. So much amazing history and phenomenal food and wine. It's actually a safe city. Oh, absolutely. I, mean, I, I, felt, very I felt very safe there. Mm -hmm. yeah. I felt very safe there. You know, as a woman, we kind of want to have safety. That's one of our main things and our main concerns. And, you know, we feel better and we feel much more at home and comfortable when we have safety. And so I think as a woman, me personally, I would feel fine walking around Rome on my own. Now, are there are some, like, amorous um, people out there that may approach you, but it's nothing to be concerned about you know you you're gonna get approached and it'll be fine because you say no and no is no and you move on and no is no and i think pretty much in italy that's the case well and we should also say i mean th there is there's a history of pickpockets we we didn't come across any no no right and there is also a history if you're a woman someone's going to pinch your butt now did you have any butt pinching while, you, while we were there? I don't think um, you did. I didn't this last time, but prior I did, but yeah. it was okay. It wasn't a big deal and, you know, I just moved on and I was there with my newly wed husband and so it was, everything was okay. But Italians are, you know, as I said, very much passionate and so you may get some looks, you may get some offers, it's okay, just don't worry about it. And that's the main thing. But I think mostly the pickpockets are the thing that you would worry about. And as long as you keep everything safe and kept under your coats or your jackets or whatever you're wearing and do some kind of a crossbody thing or, you know, men keep your, your wallets and everything in your front pocket so you know what's going on. Um, I think everything's good. The main thing is just be aware when you are at the main tourist places, because the main tourist places, I think, are where the majority of pickpockets or anything like that are going to mm -hmm. occur. And um, we even experienced some, you know, the Colosseum, which is a huge Roman um, icon, but that is a place where outside you're going to find a lot of pickpockets and things like that. So, you know, and just be aware and, and, and keep, keep your surroundings about you, you know. We 
may not have noticed, but the majority of Undercover Jet Setter is shot on the iPhone. So that means you can create your own TV show, or you may want to have great vacation videos. Well, we've made it easier for you with our book. It's called The TV Studio in Your Hand. It is a quick read, and you can get it here. So bring us along for your next vacation video or your new TV show.